James Dogger Jr. and I'm so excited to have you with us here at the QR2 Prophecy Edition. We are now at night five. We're so excited that you guys are here with us this evening. I feel something in the QR2 atmosphere. I feel the Spirit of God about to move in a mighty way. And I thank you. I thank you for taking your time to come and to tune in and to worship God with us. Why don't you go ahead and make yourself comfortable, press that share button. We want those around you to know that we all, here it is, we already got some folk from Bermuda representing. We got Pastor Damon Hendrickson all the way from Bermuda. Where are my Bermudians at? Because I know y'all be throwing your flag up in the comment section. And we always got to recognize you guys because you come through every night and you come worshiping. I saw some folk all the way from Illinois. I saw some people from Huntsville. I saw some people from New York, all the way from California. I celebrate all of you. I saw some people from uh, North Carolina. I saw some folk from Georgia. Um, and I appreciate all of you for coming, but I need for you, I need for you to take this time at the beginning of our worship experience. And I went, oh, here we go. Pastor Damon Hendricks said, yes, sir, we in here. Okay, we we see you, Pastor. We appreciate you. That was our very first co-host, y'all. Oh, here's another, is that another, let me see. Is that another Bermudian? Oh, my Lord. Uh, oh, my Lord. Dr. Manders. Oh, my. Dion. Oh, my goodness. Look at these Bermudians. You know what? I'm going to stop right here. I need to just bring my co-host in here. My co-host is somebody that many of you all know. He is a mighty man of faith. He's down to earth. He knows how to have fun, but he's also anointed and he knows how to preach the word of God. He is not just a friend, a mentor. He tonight is our co-host. So let me bring in our co-host. Where is he at? Uh, <laughs> what's up? What's up? He's here. Yes, sir. <laughs> All the way. QR2, baby. I'm so excited. <laughs> here, boy. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Man, I'm glad, I'm glad to have you all. Look, we got Pastor Van Dion Griffin who is here worshiping with us tonight. And I need you guys to show him some love. Go ahead and press that heart button. Press that heart button. Let Pastor Griffin know that you appreciate him for taking his time to come and worship with us. Do I see some somebody just put the American flag in? <laughs> Look, we got a Bermudian flag, so I guess we represent USA now. Oh, we got Damn. some more Bermudian folk. Can I tell you, Pastor Griffin, that people have been coming through every single night and they've been worshiping with us. Oh, I got some folk who are giving you some shout outs here. Pastor Van Dion yeah. Griffin, what do you have to say? To, do you mind just welcoming the people? Let the people know what's on your heart and your mind. 
Dude, I am so pumped about this QR2, this quarantine revival number two. I just feel like God is already all over this place, man. And uh, it's about to go all the way down and then go up. <laughs> I mean, you know, people keep telling me, man, the way to go hey. up is to go down first. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to take a knee with this thing tonight, man, and then go wow. all the way up. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm feeling your energy. And I appreciate you bringing that effervescence. You're on fire this evening. Um, and I see you have a hat on. Is that a, is that a New York hat? Yeah, keep me in your prayers. Uh, we've we've kind of deflected a little bit, but we all right. We all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you, man. And I see you growing your beard out. Your beard is looking fierce, man. It's it looking strong man. tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there there is an anointing on both sides of my jaw, and so uh, you know, keep us lifted. You know, there's there's this um, this thick anointing, this thick anointing that's all over my face, man. <laughs> There we go, man. Well, you look you look good. You look good. I want to go ahead and bring in our moderator, Dr. Doggett, because I need Dr. Doggett. And uh, we're going to welcome you officially to uh, the QR2 Prophecy Edition. We appreciate you for coming through. So, Dr. Doggett, where are you at? Where's our... Oh, there's the sensei. Sensei. You know what? Good to see I'm you, sir. I think y'all are teasing me. I think you're trying to say old in a very nice way. So you say sensei. Y'all aren't fooling me anymore. I'm not going for it. I'm not going for it. No, no man. No, man. Accept the name, man. Accept the name. Sensei. Sensei. That's okay. you. I, I'll accept it, but I don't like that laughter behind my back after y'all say it. <laughs> hey, you got Vandion on tonight. That's amazing. That means that some circuits are going to blow. That man is full of energy. That's a Holy Ghost filled man who knows how oh, to have some fun. Yes, indeed. Yo, Good to see you, Vandion. Yes, sir. Good to see you, man. Good to see All you, right. my old professor. The man of yeah. God himself. Glad it to have out. It just slipped out. You said my old professor. Well, you know, I mean, you know, in times okay. of old, you know. Whatever. I'm not accepting that sensei stuff anymore. No. <laughs> no man, just glad to be on with my new professor, man. New dispensation, man. Sensei. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Hey, Listen. JD, we got it. We got a question last night. There, there was a little question last night, and there's a quick answer. Can I do it now? Because I want to get out of the way. I don't okay. want to get in between all this electrical charge. I might not be able to handle it. <laughs> go can ahead. Can I do it? All go right, ahead. Hey, I'm going to go ahead and, question, and back out question. so that you can talk to the people. Well, okay. That's fine. It's only going to take me one second. We've had a great time so far with the preachers who've come on. They've been uh, serving courses. You know, when you get a good meal, it comes in courses. And we've been getting those courses. And last night was like being under a tent again in a good old evangelistic meeting. And Daniel 2 was preached. Daniel 2 was preached. Jack Doggett preached Daniel 2. And I was indeed blessed. Someone did want to know, though, he made mention of Nebuchadnezzar um, dreaming multiple times. That dream was recurring. And uh, they kind of wanted to know where, where does that come from? I, I, would, I would ask you to just look in the Bible, in Daniel 2, and notice the language. I believe that all of the scripture is given by inspiration of God, and I believe that it's all true. And you're going to find in the first two verses of Daniel 2 that indeed uh, it says that Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams with an S on it, plural. And then in the next verse, it says that he wanted uh, to get an interpretation or answer to his dreams, again, with an S, 
plural. When Daniel gives the interpretation of the dream, however, Daniel only interprets one dream, which suggests the inference there is that he was having the same dream over and over, and it was bothering him. And Daniel came up with the answer to the dream. So that's where that comes from. That's where that comes from. That's where it comes from. Someone also asked about, about the 1260-day prophecy, and I would go into it, but I want to get on with this sermon tonight. I want the microphone to go on over to Van Dion and to Pastor J.D., but I will tell you, Dr. Carlton Bird is going to be preaching during our last week, and I'll just give you a hint. He's going to be preaching on that 1260-day prophecy. So you're going to get an exposition on that text, and it is relevant for today. God bless you all tonight. I'm going to sit back, and I'm going to get fed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. Well, listen, we appreciate you, Sensei, for giving us that clarity. And we, we want you, we want you uh, to always feel free. If you want to jump in, even after uh, you've had the moderation moment, feel free to do it. I do want to just stop here, Pastor Griffin, and let me just celebrate my father, man. Um, this is just a moment that I just need to, I just need to take this moment and say thank you, Pops, for being an amazing mentor. Thank you for being an amazing sensei, the moderator for our uh, quarantine to prophecy edition. This is no small task, and you made the commitment to be here with us. 28 nights is not an easy thing, and this is being a relay. It, we we got to keep you encouraged. We got to keep you pumped up. And as your son, as your mentee, as your great, your biggest fan, I want to say thank you so much for your tutelage, and thank you so much for for committing yourself to leading us during this time of sensitivity in our country and in our world. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate that, but I do want you to know it's not difficult to come on at night. It is the highlight of my day. I'm sitting at my computer early, and I can't wait for it to get going. I have a voracious appetite for the Word of God, and I love this revival in this format. I just want to shout out before I leave now that indeed, or before I sit back, I want to let everybody know again that the mystery guest on Saturday night I do have inside knowledge. Ooh. And if you want to call me, we can share the reward. Ooh. That's all I got to say. Now I'm going to sit back and get fed. Oh, tonight. Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, oh, man. Well, let's go ahead and throw this up there for the people one more time. We want to remind you that this Saturday night we do have a guest mystery speaker. Let me make sure that you can see this mystery speaker's face because you have a chance to win $100 as well as a free devotional, a 90-day devotional entitled a Standing Ovation, as well as two other devotionals as well from our co-host and our preacher from last night. So we want you guys to take time to go and cast your vote. Who do you think our mystery psalmist and our mystery preacher, who are they? And if you cast your vote and you get it right, we'll know exactly who voted and got it right, The first, who was the first person to do it. And we'll bless you. We'll bless you real good. So go ahead and take a, a, a screenshot of this. And we want you guys to cast your vote and participate. We're excited about what God is going to do on Saturday night. Now, let me tell you, I have something that I want to play for you guys, because in this season where there's so much happening all around us, I want to encourage you that we don't need to allow fear to paralyze us or freeze us in our steps. This is not the time to sit back and to be on the sidelines. We need to be engaged. And I want you guys to know that courage is yours, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. And I want to play something for you just to encourage you during this time to know that God is with you. And as long as he's with you, you have everything that you need. La, 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 
I'm on a rocket ship And the destination of this rocket is to outer space I don't know but I guess I had to go uh, Guess I had to come here yeah I'm from the earth but I've been taken to another place I've been taken to another space And there are powers even there but you can see them And they have rockets and machine guns the firing on my brain but i say fire fire hey already aim fire you get shoot me down Trying to make a straight cause it's sideways Trying to take water to dry place Trying to take coke where it ain't nothing Trying to bang low to a high place I don't want to make the shooter put the gun down So mother got the whole dozen now Want to make the lame man run again Make the blind man see the sun again But all I hear is bang bang yet uh, I don't think the powers really want that Breathing down my neck always on my back Got the guns up but I say You can't shoot me now. You can't stop me now. I want you to know that you are full of power, that God is with you. And if God be with you, if God be for you, who can be against you? The Bible declares, I want to bring you in here, Pastor Van Dion, because I need the people of God to know. The Bible declares that you don't have to fear. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and give you help and uphold you with my victorious. I'm feeling something in this QR atmosphere tonight. We need to be empowered, y'all, that no matter what challenge we face in this spiritual warfare, God is with you. Talk to him, Pastor Griffin. Listen, man, he said that he would, man, he would strengthen us with the right hand of his righteousness, man. And uh, if we can do that, man, what if he decides to use both hands? I don't know. I don't think we can take both hands. (laughs) Come on, come on. One of those hands, man. And uh, listen, if there's a time that we need to know that we've got the King of Kings and Lord of Lords fighting for us, now is the time, man. Now is the time. The good news is, and he's he's with us. (laughs) He's with us, man. 
he is not against us, man. He is actually with us, man. That's why I'm grinning, man. You know, um, that, that's some hurt, uh, man. But my head is up, man, because I know who's with me, and uh, yeah. he's gonna get us through. He's gonna get us yeah. through. Yeah, that's good. Can I, t- can I tell you something? I got to stop and pause and just give God glory about something, Pastor Griffin, because I want all yeah. of you to know who all of you who are tuning in right here. Can you please hear this? I want to bring in Dr. Doggett as well for this, because we got to celebrate. We have reason to rejoice tonight. Yeah. Even before the word is preached, we want to give God praise, glory and honor, because all of you who have sown your seeds have been so generous and faithful that we were last night able to bless a single mother who's doing her very best to not just be the woman of God she's called to be, but also to be the mother she's called to be, we were able to bless her with $754 because of your faithfulness. And I celebrate that, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. celebrate that, man. God is good. (laughs) What I think of the goodness of Jesus on a Wednesday night. (laughs) Come on. Come on. God is good, man. That's that's amazing that, man, we don't have to wait till the weekend to celebrate, man. I mean, he's good on Wednesday. I mean, yes, which man. means he's going to be great on Thursday. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm, glad, I'm glad to know, J.D., I'm glad to know that the money isn't sitting in some bank somewhere. But as people give, it's immediately blessing other people. And every time I hear one of these stories, it just moves me once again to know that when we make a difference in somebody else's life, God smiles. And everything we give to bless others, God returns to us. It's investment. That's what it is. I'm glad to know it's out of the bank, but it's going into the hands of people who are in need. And and, and honestly, man, I just want to say, because right now I do believe that somebody is holding a seed and they need to know where to plant it. I want to challenge them right now that this is good soil to plant the seed tonight. Don't yes. wait until the next two or three days. I'm telling you, go on and plant the seed because you're making a difference in the life of somebody. And you won't know it until the kingdom. That's the good news. Just do it because the spirit of God is on you right now to do so. And uh, you're going to hear transparency about mm-hmm. how that, that those seeds are being a blessing to those um, around yeah. around the world. So bless you, man. Do it. Do it. Let's do it tonight. Let's, Let's do this do thing it. tonight. Let's do it. Well, let's tell them how they can give. They they can go to the website. If you are desiring to sow your seed, you want to help somebody in financial need, you can go to www.thequerevival.com. Again, www.thequerevival.com. And you have the opportunity to give right there. And if you have Cash App, you want to just do it in a real quick, easy way. You can use Cash App and send it to the money sign, the Q Revival. Again, that's the money sign, the Q Revival. And then if you have PayPal, you can even use PayPal. Send it to paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash the Q Revival. And as was mentioned, all of the seat, 100% of what is sown goes toward people who are struggling in financial crisis. And we need you guys to sow. Don't wait. Like Pastor Griffin said, do it now because there's some more people who are in need. But I also need you all to know that if you are that person, if you are that family, who is struggling and you need some help, you need some assistance, don't hesitate to reach out. We want to also point you to that same website, www.thequerevival.com. And there is an option that says, let's connect. Click that option. Let's connect. And then you'll be able to communicate to us your need for financial assistance and everything that you give us as it relates to details of your situation 
We just want you to know that it is confidential. We will not share any of that information with anyone. We want you to know that this is a safe place and we care about you. Again, all of you who <laughs> sown your seeds, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank hey, you. Hey, man, listen. Let me just say this before you move off of it, man. That's one of my favorite songs, man. My daughter my daughter plays around the house, man. It's a choir song that says, open your mouth and say something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> open your mouth and say something. Yeah, say yeah. something. Yeah. Say, I mean, so the way you get help is open your mouth and say something. And this is a safe space to say something. And let's see what God's going to do. Let's see. What yeah, God's you got to know do. that you're not a burden when you let us know that there is a need. Now is not the time to let pride get in the way. You will be depriving us of a blessing if you do not allow us to sow into a place of need. And we're part of a family. When I had a need and I was a child, I'd ask my parents for a little help. And I promise you, we're family. Don't deprive us of the blessing of giving. Please just let us Amen. know. Let yeah. us know. That's good. That's good. Again, thank you guys so very much. All of you who've given, you are amazing and you're helping those who are in need. Listen, we do have a preacher who's here tonight and we want to hear that word. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got somebody who has come with a word in his lips. He's got, he's oh, going to be yeah. the microphone through which God will amplify his voice and will in the QR uh -huh virtual sanctuary. And what we're going to do is I'm going back out. Doc is going back out. We're going to let Pastor Griffin introduce our speaker. And after that introduction, we're going to receive the message in the music through our song of preparation and meditation, after which we will hear none other than from Pastor Michael Polite. Tell us a little bit about our preacher tonight, Pastor Griffin. Well, family, I tell you, the privilege is mine to introduce some uh, and present to others the man of God that has been assigned for this space in history to share a clear thus saith the Lord in the person of Michael Polite. Um, he serves as the uh, youth director of South Central Conference of Seventh-day Adventists, uh, doing a fine job for um, the people of God, more importantly, the teens there um, in that territory. He, he doesn't come empty-handed. He comes uh, a man that is full, um, that is um, a beautiful bride um, in Lorraine, an amazing son, Jesher. And uh, the three of them have been called by God to share um, and to be a blessing to those whom they come in contact with. I can tell you uh, that, you know, he served as a youth pastor of Riverside Chapel. I could tell you um, that he was a cha associate chaplain at Andrews University and senior pastor of New Life on the campus of Andrews University. I can tell you um, that uh, he started uh, the Zeal uh, the Zeal uh, March. Uh, I can tell you that, um, you know, he has been around the world, several uh, countries to share, thus said the Lord. None of that matters. I want you to know tonight that he has come to share a clear, concise, thus saith the Lord, and our hearts will be warmed, but more importantly, we will be called to action uh, on the word of the Lord tonight. And so family, after we have, have heard this music tonight, the next voice you will hear is God's manservant for this particular space in time, Pastor Michael Polite. Hear the word of the Lord from the man of God.
crying, it's the sign of the times. Welcome to the final show. Hope you're in your best clothes. invite Pastor Michael Polite in here after we just heard that amazing song, the message and the music. I want to invite all of you before this preacher of the gospel preaches, I need for you to press that share button. Make sure that you're sharing this live stream. We want to make sure that those with whom you are in connection are able to receive this power packed word. So let me invite my brother in here. Pastor Mike Polite, are you in the building? I'm here, man. I'm here. I'm in the building. <laughs> We're glad that you're here. The floor is now yours. Thanks for coming through. 
Man, I just want to thank you once again, Pastor JD, for the invitation. Uh, this is round two for me here in the quarantine revival space, and it's just an honor. It's an honor not only to be invited, but it's an honor to share the space, space with so many of my colleagues who have done phenomenal jobs at pouring out the revelation of God through their personality. And I also want to give a major shout out to my bro, Pastor Vandion Griffin, for the introduction, not only his kind words, but also the example that he has set for all of us youth practitioners as he continues to serve with, with distinction there in the DC area, as well as I want to give a huge shout out to my former professor. Hey, yo, Mike, yes. Mike, I know you're going in right now and you're about to, to you're, you're in the zone, but I need to um, ask if you don't mind, what we're going to do is we're going to back out of the live stream and then we're going to jump back in it. Um, it looks like we're having some issues with the Facebook side. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to back out and then send you guys a link and we'll jump right back in. It'll only take a minute if you don't mind. Sounds good. Awesome, man. We'll do that right now. Thanks. I told my children, don't be afraid. Don't be neurotic. Yes, it's out there. But God is out there too. information in respect to the final arrangements in this season of social distancing. We have been discounted and dismissed, but we make a difference. Keep six feet. Better keep six feet and don't forget that you could be one day six feet under. I, I, I just, and, and I, I, I can't make y'all think like I'm thinking, but this thing has helped me. It has made me realize my own, my, my, my own mortality. And I can honestly tell you of a truth today. If I die, I'm not worried about that. I will not be afraid. I will not be subject. I, I told my children, don't be afraid. Don't be neurotic. Yes, 
is out there. But God is out there too. You ought to never talk about the virus without talking about God. Every time somebody talks about the virus, you ought to say, Jesus. I can't hear nobody here. When they talk Corona, you ought to say, God, God, God. God is bigger than the virus. God is bigger than our struggles. He's bigger.
if, hey, if you're ready. Let there be a release right now. Let hey. there be. <laughs> if you're ready to hear the word of God tonight, if you're positioned, you're right there and you're on the edge of your seat and you know that God is going to give you exactly what you stand in the need of this evening, then go ahead and don't just share, press that heart button. Let us see you press that heart button. Let us know that you're ready. And I'm going to right now, officially in this moment, ask for our preacher, ask for the mouthpiece of God, ask for the prophet of God who's going to reverberate the word and will of God in this QR sanctuary. I'm going to ask. None other than Pastor Michael Polite. Are you in the building, Pastor Polite? Am I back? Am I back? (laughs) He's he's here. He's here. You've been released. released. Back down and tell y'all what I saw. That's exactly (laughs) all that happened. I just had to go to the other planet and talk to him. And then now I'm back to tell you what he said. You're back. You're back. Tell us. Well, listen, we're ready to hear. Tell us what he said. We're going to go ahead and back out and give you the floor again. Thank you so much for your patience, y'all. Let's go ahead and worship Pastor Polite. We are ready. Man, wonderful. I just want to say to all of the Quarantine Revival family, thank you for coming back into the space. Ain't nothing like a group of people who survived the shaking. Uh, somebody needs to put their hand up right now and say, I'm a survivor of the shaking. You might shake me, but I will be back. I will remain because I am here to receive something in due season. Rhema word is what we're looking for here this evening. I want to thank God not only for the providence that has allowed all of us to intersect in this space, in this time, in this place on purpose. I did say that. You are not here by accident, but you are here on purpose. You were brought here by grace and you will remain here by choice because you did not come to be entertained or to see a show. You actually came to hear a word from Yahweh. And so we celebrate the name of Yahweh. We lift up that name of Yahweh. I I recently got an understanding of that name, which just set me on fire. You're not supposed to say the name Yahweh by closing your mouth or utilization of your tongue. You're actually supposed to say Yahweh with the first syllable on the inhale and the second syllable on the exhale without closing your mouth and without utilizing your tongue. So it looks like this. I don't know if you just heard that and I don't know if chills went up your spine as you heard it, but when you say the name Yahweh, you're just supposed to breathe. That's all you're supposed to do is breathe. That every time you breathe, you declare the name of the Lord, for it is by life and life alone that all things are Come made, on. things exist, that all things have breath. And so I'm here to just declare not only the name of the Lord, but celebrate the presence of God in me. For the fact that I breathe is the fact that I have God in me, which is my hope for glory. And we'll hear more about that. I want to give a shout out to JD for the opportunity. Pastor JD, thank you for the ministry of the quarantine revival, which is blessing thousands, as well as moving the marker on how we perceive church and how we perceive the body of Christ. It is not to be contained within four walls of a building, but it must be released to go throughout the entire world. So I want to thank you, JD, for such a powerful vision. My brother, Pastor Vandion Griffin, for the generous introduction, as well as his brotherhood and mentorship as he is guiding all of us in reaching generations 
uh, X, Y, and Z, bringing the gospel into relevant terms so that all may hear it in their own language. And then I want to give a major shout out to my former professor who's on tonight, uh, Pastor James Doggett Sr. I want to thank you, Doc, for not only your tutelage, but as well as your support over the years. You have always reached out to support your previous students. And I wanna say that every moment of support has meant a lot to me. And so without further ado, I wanna get into this word because I happen to be excited about the word tonight. Uh, there is a special, special flavor to tonight's word because it's going to give us permission to interpret prophetic scripture in an unorthodox, relevant, contemporary, and fresh way. That is right, it's going to give us permission to do so. Uh, a lot of times we have to give ourselves permission to engage the word of God creatively and to understand that the, uh, the interpretation of the scriptures should be evolving with time. This notion that we have all we need to know about the scriptures is not only played out and archaic, but it is not biblical, that God is constantly trying to unearth new things, give us new visions and new wine for new wineskins. And so tonight we're going to walk in that liberty of permission and we're going to allow the text to be unveiled and unfolded in ways that we might not have seen it unveiled and unfolded before. And so I wanna turn your attention to Revelation chapter 21, we're only going to read one verse, and that will constitute the breadth of our discussion here tonight. Revelation chapter 21, reading only one verse there, verse one. Throughout tonight, I do want you to be pushing share, to be pushing like, as well as typing in the comments points that you really resonate with. As we type or as we chronicle our learning, we deepen the impression of the learning by logging it into our subconscious mind. So make sure you're just not listening, actively participate by writing down some notes or typing in the comment bar, sharing with others and saying, this is what I just learned. All of this deepens the impression of the learning. And so as you can see on the screen, but please feel free to view it in a version of your choice. Revelation 21 and verse one, it reads, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. I love this text, a new heaven and a new earth. And so uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit, I have titled our message tonight, Sky Above Me, Earth Below Me, Fire Within Me. Sky Above Me, Earth Below Me, Fire Within Me. Father, I believe that we are meant to be here right now in this moment of earth's history to receive an inspirational word that will drive us further to not grow weary in our well-doing. So I receive the strength and energy that you are currently pouring out on all listeners. In the name of Jesus, our example, we pray. Amen. Revelation chapter 21 and verse one, we just looked at it. And how I wanna start is just to lament a little bit. I think it is a solemn and unfortunate circumstance that as we read this text, most of us have been trained only in the traditional viewpoint of interpreting this passage, which has been more so of a chronicling of Earth's completed or entire history. Now, the reason I say lament and unfortunate, somber, the reason I use uh, these words with more negative connotations 
is because uh, I believe that there is more in the text. Uh, I hope you go ahead and push like right there or love or go ahead and type into the comments. Say there's more in the text. See, we have to see that there's more in the text because if we uh, have the courage to dig and, and, and to look underneath some stones that we've seen there all the time, we might find some buried treasure that we never knew was there. I lament the fact that we have only been taught to see prophecy through the lens of historicity, which simply means to chronicle uh, the times and the places and the things and the happenings that will happen over the course of Earth's time in space. But I, I, I do wanna suggest that there's more in the text because there's also another type of hermeneutic. And when I say hermeneutic for all of you who did not get that formal seminary uh, education, don't worry, hermeneutic only means interpretation of the text. There's a different lens of interpretation of the text that we can rest upon. And it's actually called the mystic lens. Now. Immediately, somebody just got nervous because you've been taught that mysticism is a taboo practice where we engage devils and demons. But that is also a limited viewpoint that was probably given to you by colonial slave masters who didn't want you tapping into things that they could not understand. However, your ancestors came over to the United States of America and to other places throughout the diaspora, and they carried within their bosom this understanding of mysticism. And mysticism, simply put, is the understanding that the deeper things cannot be accessed by the intellect, but they can only be accessed by the spirit. Now, before you all throw me out and stone me, I am quoting from the text. For the word of God says that spiritual things can only be spiritually discerned. That is giving us some permission to look at the text mystically instead of only historically. And so many people look at this passage of scripture, Revelation chapter 21 and verse one, and they simply look at it as a promise of some type of future utopia that we all might, might I say, experience in if we walk the good path, if we're faithful, etc. But what I wanna suggest is that Revelation 21 and verse one to the mystic it's not a promise of things to come, but it's actually the potential of what I can experience right now. Now, as I look back at all that has transpired over the last three months, right in our country and around the world, I believe that the world is now looking for a heaven that is not going to be experienced sometime in the future. But how many just want to lift their hand tonight and, and declare with their mouth and with their entire being that... Yeah. Ain't wait for heaven to happen later. I yeah. Think that's going to happen right now. Right and now. I think that they have been as Christians. Have Come been on. Crap. Of yeah. waiting for heaven that might happen sometime Come in the future. And we preach and, and we evangelize based upon the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua. But the mystic does not believe that God is something to be waited upon or that the kingdom of heaven is something I will experience in the future. But the mystic believes that God can be accessed right now and that is why i believe our religion must get past what paul calls the form of godliness he forms deal with what we can see and decipher through our senses and through our intellect in our concrete world that is a 
that is a throwback to the discourse between Plato and Aristotle as they discuss the forms of things, the natural manifestation of concrete items, people and places. But what Paul is trying to say is there's something that goes beyond the history of mankind and what we've been able to generate, what we've done in the past and what we're waiting for in the future. There's something beyond the forms. I wish somebody would just look at their neighbor and that might be on a cell phone or a screen, but you need to text somebody right now and say there's more in the text and I've just showed up to <laughs> encourage somebody that there's yeah. something more in this text yeah. is actually trying to unlock for you Come the on. spiritual truth there's the more. mystic truth yeah. that the kingdom of heaven is not something you wait for yes. but the kingdom of heaven is something that lives inside of you yes. right now. I know right. people are saying well I don't see that in the text. Well, can I just first start off by saying that what you must understand is that the Bible is not just written from the standpoint of trying to unlock history. It's also trying to unlock the potential that's inside of you. I want to go further and say that the primary goal of the 66 books of the Bible is not to teach you what is happening in earth past or to teach you what's going to happen in earth future, but the of the whole goal and not the whole goal, but maybe better say the primary goal of the scriptures is to show you the potential that you have not unlocked access unearthed or unleashed on the inside of you. So whenever I see the earth symbolically placed in us in a prophetic text of scripture, I know that that earth is symbolic of human beings. Whenever I see earth, I know that earth is talking about me, Mike Polite. So when you read Revelation 21 and verse one, as a mystic would, one who's looking for spiritual discernment, not intellectual edification. Can I run that back for somebody? For the person that's reading the scriptures, looking for spiritual discernment, and not just settling for intellectual edification. You can now give yourself permission to read Revelation 21 and verse one like a mystic would read it. Can I just read it for you so you can feel the power of it? It reads, and I saw a new Michael Polite and a new Michael Anthony Polite for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. Can I just read it for you again? And I saw a new Michael and I saw a new Polite for the first Michael had been passed away as well as the first Polite. Behold, everything has been made new. See, whenever I see earth, I am to also interpret earth as inviting me to see what God has planned for me personally, not just me cosmically. Now, as I roll this down, somebody saying, well, you kind of strayed from the text, didn't you? Can you please decipher where you got that, Elder? Well, I'd love to do that for you. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7 reads this way, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So here in Genesis 2 and verse 7, we see the symbology carry through. The way the Bible starts is the way the Bible ends. Man and earth are synonymous for man was taken out of earth. 
whatever happens to the earth is supposed to happen to man. Now, this is huge. I do not mean man in the sense of gender, but I mean man in the sense of species. For God made man and woman both in his image, and we are the representation of God's fullness in our species. So as I say man, understand this is not to the exclusion of my sisters. No, you were divinely called just as much as any male gender was called. And as I read the text, all of us come from earth, which means anything that happens to the earth must happen to man. Can I prove it to you a little bit further? Second Corinthians verse five and 17 reads this way. Do you notice that the same language that we just read used by John the Revelator in Revelation chapter 21 is used by Paul not to describe earth, but to describe human beings. It reads, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Uh-oh, there it is. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are made brand new. Did you catch it? Did you see it? Are you getting the tingly feels all over your body as you recognize that maybe anything I see the earth blessed with, anything I see the earth come into, anything I see the earth experience is actually something that was meant for me to experience, that the metaphor of the planet is really trying to show me and illustrate the trajectory of my own life. So now I can really get happy as I start saying to myself, hmm, well, what is the trajectory of the planet earth from all 66 books of the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, what kind of transitions do the earth go through? Well, I'm gonna take you back to Genesis chapter six, verses six and seven. This is the first kind of transition period that the earth goes through. The Bible says there, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping thing and the fowls of the air, for it repented me that I have made them. Now, a lot of people are saying, brother, I thought she came to encourage me, but I don't see encouragement in that passage. Just hold on tight. This thing is just gonna unfold for you. So what the Bible is saying is that the first transition that the earth goes through is it is baptized with water because there's a need for repentance. Did you catch that? That's what the Bible is saying right there, that the earth needs to be baptized with water because there's a need for repentance. And then comes in Noah's story as the whole earth was covered with water for 40 days and 40 nights. And Noah comes through that. And what happens after that? There is a rainbow or a promise left in the sky that God is never going to baptize the earth with water ever again. That promise will get really special to us as we continue. But for now, just realize here that the first transition the earth goes through is it must go through a baptism of water due to a need for repentance. Now, I know somebody's already ahead of me because somebody is already in their Bible. I just wish you would push like and love just a couple of times to let somebody know, no, I'm with this preacher and the Spirit's already showing me where he's going because whatever happens to the earth 
must happen to people too, because the earth is symbolic of the journey of what God is doing for people, not on the outside of people, but on the inside of people. Now I'll have you look with me at Luke chapter three and verse 16, for if it happens to the earth, we got to find it happening to people. There the baptizer named John declares, John answered saying unto them, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than you, that, excuse me, mightier than I cometh, the latchet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John says, I come to baptize you with water for repentance, but there is one coming after me who is going to baptize you with fire, which we have to see as an entrance of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost fire that all of us are looking for. John answered all of these people saying, listen, there are two transitions that the human life must go to, must go through. It must first come to, through a water baptism for repentance. And then it must move on to a fire baptism, which represents the transformation. Now, now here's where I need to pause because a lot of us have been trained to look at water baptism as the destination or born again moment of the Christian life. However, that is not what Jesus says. I just want to reference it for you. You can look it up for me. John chapter three and verse five, Jesus has a conversation with Nicodemus where he declares, I tell you the truth, you must be born again. So why is it that we talk about being born again in terms of just a water baptism? That's not what Jesus says being born again means for he says to Nicodemus, I tell you the truth, unless you are baptized with water and with the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So what, what Jesus is trying to tell Nicodemus, who understands the metaphor of birth and water perfectly, this is why Nicodemus references going into his mother's womb. Because mystically, we understand that the womb or water birth is representation of our first life. Woo, this is getting really good to me. Because our first life was not lived out here in the world, our first life was lived inside of our mother. And what covered us? It was water. We see the same metaphor with the earth. For Genesis chapter 1 declares it this way. And then the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And that had to happen before there was creation. And so many of the scholarly writers say that the imagery here being painted by the writer is one of a womb where gestation is about to take place. At the beginning of time, something had to be born. Something had to be birthed. Something had to come out of a dark place. Something had to come out of a watery place. And that thing was the planet we call Earth, which also included all living things upon the Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. What John is saying here is, it is one thing to be born for the first time, to come into your first life. But what Jesus is telling him is, my man Nicodemus, if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you got to know what it means to come into your second life. There's a new birth that you must come into. And that is where I want to bring you to Revelation chapter 20. Remember, the same thing that happens to the earth must happen to us human beings because we come from the earth. So if there is a water baptism for the earth, 
Somebody in here needs to start praising God because I think I found the fire baptism for the earth. Revelation chapter 20. This is just one verse or two verses before the verse that we just began with. It says, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Wait a second. If there is a second death, <laughs> then praise God, there must be a second life. <laughs> Hallelujah. I received this word because I'm not just listening Come to on. the history of earth. Yeah. I'm what God wants yeah. to do inside of me. I'm listening with mystical ears for spiritual things are spiritually discerned. See, there is a second death, but I'm so thankful that there is also a second life. See, the earth had to go through a transform, a transformative process where it was first covered by water. Now you understand why there had to be a rainbow. The rainbow signified that God would never cover the earth with water again. Why doesn't God need to cover the earth with water? Because God believed believes in moving you on your evolutionary process. He doesn't want to rebaptize you in your first life. He actually wants to renew you in a new life. See, some people have missed the fact that when we get baptized with water, all that happens is certain things might change. Somebody needs to testify to that. Somebody needs to give a witness in the comments. Somebody needs to share this message right now and say, I was baptized but that was just my first life. See, we know what it's like to get baptized one day in the water, but to come out feeling the same the next day, to still be fighting and wrestling, to know that, that our sanctification is a progressive journey, a journey of getting small victory after small victory. How many know the truth that many of us only experience some subtle changes, but how many of us actually receive the brand new life that is spoken of by, by Paul when he says, if anyone is in Christ, they become a new creature. See, what I want to suggest here is that water baptism does represent change. When Noah came out the ark, the earth had changed, but the earth is not made new until after it receives a baptism of fire. See, a lot of people look at that and they call it hell. They call it something to be ran from. They call it something to be, be, be shied away from. We're all scared to go to hell. I want you to know right now, I'm not, a, I'm not afraid of the fire because there's a promise in God's word that lets me know why I shouldn't be afraid of the fire. Exodus chapter three and verse two. He's going to put it up on the screen for you right now because you need to see this for yourself. It says, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire, but watch this. And the bush was not consumed. Now, I know a lot of you just saw that as a freak accident and a phenomenon that, that Moses just came across a freak occurrence of this bush that was on fire, but not being consumed. What I want to suggest here today is that there's a way for you to walk in fire 
and not be consumed. There's a way to be covered with fire and not be consumed. And the secret is right here in Exodus chapter three and verse two. I just wish somebody would start embracing the fact that we're all supposed to have a burning bush ministry. That simply means there's fire in my midst. Notice that the fire came out of the midst of the bush, which means there was some fire in the bush, which kept what was outside of the bush from being burned by the fire. Did you catch that? I hope somebody did, because it gets me excited that if there's fire in me, that means that the fire outside of me will not consume me. And as I'm reading the text, I'm saying, wait a second, can I find that happening to human beings in the passage of scripture? It says in Colossians chapter one and verse 27, it reads this way, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. There it is. Paul is a consummate mystic among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. I'm just gonna pause for, for dramatic effect because I hope you caught what Paul is saying. When you grab hold of the mystic interpretation of the Bible, you recognize that there's nothing for you to fear in the future about a second coming that is maybe going to bring fire upon the earth. Why? Because it's God in you that gives you hope for seeing the glory outside of you. Notice that Revelation does describe two groups of people. There are a group of people who see the glory and run away because they cannot stand the might of his glory. There's even a prophetic lament who will be able to stand in the day of his coming. But what I want to suggest is I know the answer. The people who will be able to stand in the fire are those who have been already lit up by the fire. Luke chapter 17 verses 20 and 21 reads it this way. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, watch this, you Seventh-day Adventist Christian, you don't have to wait by observation to figure out when God is coming. For Jesus says the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. For Jesus too was a consummate mystic. Neither shall they say low here or low there. For behold the kingdom of God is within you. I can have the kingdom right now. I can receive my new birth right now. I don't have to wait for the second coming. Yes, I'm an Adventist, but I don't celebrate the second coming of God that will happen in the sky. I'm an Adventist because I celebrate the second coming of God that happens in me. For God lives in me. It is the God in me that gives me hope for standing in glory. Can I prove it to you just a little bit more? And then I will take my seat. First John chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. It says it this way, no man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells in us and his love is perfected in us. Hereby know that we dwell in him. And here's how we know God dwells in us because he hath given us of his Holy Spirit. I just wish there were just five people who would just type in the comments, I can get the kingdom right now. Go ahead and type it. Type it with confidence. Type it with fervor. I don't have to wait for Revelation 21 and verse 1 to happen sometime in the future. For with God, there is no future. 
future and there is no past. God is in eternity where time does not exist. I know time cannot exist there because my Bible tells me death does not exist there, but there will be no more weeping and no more crying. See, I know that time doesn't exist where God is, but the only way death can exist is in a sphere of time. But God is beyond time, which means everything that I see happening in my future can happen for me right now in this present moment. I live in the universal now. I stand in the cosmic now. The cosmic power of God lives in me. Therefore, I can stand with confidence for the word of God says, I will purify the sons of Levi with the refiner's fire. See, the same thing that happens to the earth is the same thing that happens to you and me. We go through a transition. First, we figure out that we lack a whole lot of things that we need. And then we come to God in repentance. But that's only the first baptism of water. What we really need is a baptism of fire. But that's where our confidence comes in. That's when we know the kingdom of heaven is truly living with in us. See, fire washes, but, excuse me, water washes, but fire purifies. See, water cleanses, but fire transforms. See, water cools things down, but how many know that fire can heat some things up? I don't want just a water ministry. I'm asking God for a fire ministry. I want to have the same thing happen to me that happens to planet Earth. Take me from water. Give me the fire. Give me fire. I have God living Give me in me fire. means I have everything I need for the kingdom of heaven is not later and the kingdom of heaven hasn't passed me by. The kingdom of heaven is right now. It lives within me. So just look at yourself. Go ahead, wherever you are, look at yourself. Take out an imaginary key. Hold up an imaginary key. This is my only appeal. I want you to take that key and I want you to thrust it in your heart and I want you to turn it and unlock it. I want you to open the door and let God come in. For Revelation says it this way, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I'm ready to come in and indwell some people. Know ye not that you are the sanctuary, the temple of fire. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and unlock lock your heart. Go ahead and say, come on in. The, where the table is spread. See, the old folk knew this when they sang the song. They said, heaven came down and glory filled my soul. I wish you wouldn't just sing that out of habit. I wish you would sing it like a mystic sings it. I can have heaven come down and have glory fill my soul right now. Go ahead and unlock that heart of yours. Go ahead and beat on your chest and say, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, I'm standing in the need of a fire baptism. Understand that if there is a second death, there is also a second life. Don't you be content for changes in your life. That is not what God has promised you. God did not say, I'm going to change you. God said, I'm going to transform you by renewing your mind. God said, you're going to be a new creature. You're going to be a new creation. All that old stuff is going to disappear. Behold, everything's going to be brand new. We got too many church folk who are settling for changes when we're really supposed to be chasing after transformations.
And so with that being said, I hope you recognize that, yeah, the earth is below and the sky is above, but the fire is within me and the fire is within you too. For all we must do is ask for it. Luke chapter 11 says it this way. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your father in heaven give you the Holy Spirit? If only you ask. Revelation is not a book showing you what will happen. Revelation is showing you the great controversy within you. What is happening right now inside of you, inside of your own soul, the great controversy is being waged. And praise God, you don't have to fight it. All you have to do is open up and let the fire come in. And God truly will win the war over your life. And so that with, with that being said, I just want you to bow where you are. And we're just going to take a moment of silence. I'm not going to pray. There's something you need to communicate to God. I don't know what it is, but I just have a feeling that something is just welled up in you. As you heard this word, some, some type of unexplainable mystical truth is just grabbing you right now and setting you on fire as I speak. I just want you to pause where you are. Solitude is how we invite the presence of God to finish the work it's promised to do. We don't have to say anything for that work to be finished. We don't have to do anything. We just have to sit in the stillness of it. Or as God told Moses, stand still and see the glory of the Lord. So where you are right now, I just want to take this moment of silence. Bow your head and just open your heart and just tell God whatever it is you need to tell God. And at the conclusion of the moment of silence, I'll throw it right back over to Pastor J.D., May the meditations of our heart be acceptable before the all-powerful cosmic creator, Yahweh. Amen. 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 And amen. Sky above me, earth beneath me, below me, and fire within me. Pastor Michael Polite, we appreciate you for being the faithful servant of God. You delivered the message tonight with conviction, with power, with fire. And tonight we receive the word. We receive with open hearts and minds the Holy Ghost. We want to be filled. This moment is not a moment where we just, just want to be changed. We want to be transformed. I want to do this, if you don't mind, before we pray for Pastor Polite, because I want you to stay by Pastor Polite. We need to pray for you. I want to invite all of you who have received this message. And God is saying that he wants to move you. He wants to move you to a, a new place. He wants to take you higher and he wants to fill you with this Holy Ghost fire. As you've received that fire, listen, listen, listen. I don't know what 
specific actions you need to take, but I'm encouraging you to take those actions. Some of you might need some support, some encouragement. Some of you need Bible study. Some of you need to be baptized with water. You need that first baptism. And listen, I want you, if that is your desire, if you were moved, convicted by the Spirit of God during this this preached word, I want to invite you to indicate that this next move is a move that you want to make with haste. You're not going to wait. You're not going to hesitate. No, you need to be baptized with water as you also are being baptized with the Holy Ghost and the fire of God. So what I want to invite you to do is, if that is your desire, if you need to be baptized, we're going to help you. We're going to make sure that that happens. Quarantine is not going to stop us from experiencing the water baptism as well as the fire baptism. So this is what I want to encourage you to do. If that's your desire, if you want to be a part of a baptism that we will hold and you want to participate, then this is what I want you to do. Please go over to www.theqrevival.com and click Let's Connect. You can indicate your desire right there at www.theqrevival.com and click Let's Connect. And when you click that Let's Connect tab, then we will be able to know that we need to call you. We need to email you. We need to text you, reach out to you in some way, shape, or form and to walk with you during this next phase of your journey. Again, www.thequrevival.com. Do not wait. Do not hesitate now. I knew the spirit of God was going to move. I knew God was going to do something great tonight. And we gotta, we have to take this time now. I'm going to invite Pastor Griffin. I'm going to invite Dr. Doggett back in here. And we're going to pray for Pastor Polite because you poured into us. And it is our privilege. It is our desire to pour back into you by interceding on you and your family's behalf. Um, I'm just going to throw it up there. Um, whoever wants to pray for Pastor Polite, I need for one of you guys to just jump right in and pray for this mighty man of God as he has blessed us with this power-packed word. Our hearts, God, our hearts have just been unlocked. <laughs> we didn't know we had a key. And all we had to do was access that key. Thank you for the power of the fire. And thank you for the man of God who is clearly on fire. Will you do something that is beyond his wildest imagination, something that he has nothing to do with, but he knows it has all to do with you, not only for him, but his amazing wife and his rambunctious son do something in their life and in their ministry to remind them that you're continually to fill them with your power in Jesus name. Amen. 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 And amen. Again, thank you, Pastor Polite, for coming through. You are my brother. And tonight you brought that word, man. Thank you. We love you, man. We love you. We can't wait to have you back. Pastor Griffin, thank you for coming through. Dr. Doggett, let me bring you back in here and celebrate your presence as well. Listen, men of God, we have, again, this Saturday night, a mystery preacher, a mystery psalmist, and we want the people of God to go ahead and vote, cast your vote. Who do you think this mystery preacher and mystery psalmist are? Who are they? Who are these two individuals, the preacher and the psalmist? Let your, your vote be known by sending us a direct message or put in the comments and we'll uh, peruse both places and make sure that we award the person who guesses both of them right with $100 as well as three devotionals. And God is going to uh, take you higher through those gifts that we are willing to give you. So please prepare for that. But then tomorrow night, 
tomorrow night, which is Friday night. Friday night, Dr. Yeah. Doggett, who do we have coming tomorrow night? Oh, my goodness. Tomorrow night, tomorrow night is Ivor. Ivor. Now, you know, Ivor is a preacher's preacher. Yes. And I yes, call him, I call him the doctor of prophecy. I yes. guarantee yes. you. He's going to be yeah. bringing us something yeah. tomorrow night that we are not going to want to miss. Ivor yeah. Myers. You have seen him probably on television. You've probably done some reading of some things that he wrote. That is a grounded scholar. That is a Bible reading, Bible preaching preacher. And oh, yeah. I'm going to be sitting here at about, I don't know, maybe six o'clock. Can you kind of turn <laughs> things on early? Because I know you don't turn on the music and stuff. Until 6.30. But I do not want to miss it. People, please, don't miss tomorrow night. You're going to get something special. And I wish I could tell you. I wish I could tell you about the Saturday night speaker. And if you call me, maybe I will, if you promise to share the reward. But I tell you what, that Saturday okay. night speaker okay. is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. And can I go a little further? I want to just say Absolutely. that on Sunday night, don't we please. have the president of the Bermuda Conference? Is he on Sunday night, president of the Bermuda Conference? We sure do. Yeah. Doc, doc, Dr. Kenneth Manders, Manders. Yes. in the virtual yeah. sanctuary on Saturday. So you all do know what that means. That, that means all of Bermuda is about to show up and wreck the you house. You know that. There'll be about 300 Bermuda flags coming across the comments <laughs> as soon as it opens up. I'm looking forward to it. Look, it's getting betterer and betterer. And I cannot wait for seven o'clock every night. Man, it is, man. It just is. I can't yeah. wait until uh, seven o'clock every night. I'm here in my place getting fat. I'm getting fat off of the word. So I'm going to have to go out and share some word with somebody else to burn some witnessing calories. Gotta but I'm going to keep coming back to the table. My, my, my. <laughs> awesome. Well, Pastor Griffin, thanks for coming. You get the last word tonight before we play our outro. Go ahead and speak to the people. Man, listen, if you receive that word tonight, let me just challenge you to not only bathe yourself in that word, tell somebody else to catch the rebroadcast. Can they do that, Pastor J.D.? They can sure they can. The they can catch the rebroadcast. It'll be available not on Facebook alone, but also on our YouTube page. So please go to our YouTube page and subscribe. We want to make sure that you also can get the word there. Yeah, My heart was blessed. My mind is made up. My heart is unlocked. I don't know what else to do, man, but to say thank you, Jesus, for the word of God that is still powerful. Yes, it is. And a sword, man. So I bless you, man. Thank you all for being here tonight. Thank you, Pastor J.D., for allowing me to share this space and time with you tonight. And, folk, let me challenge you. Be the, Listen, don't, don't try to get there on time. Be there on time tomorrow night for uh, Pastor Ivor Myers. You're going to be blessed. It's going to be amazing. Amen.